0: It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Woohoo! And this week, yes, folks, we have plenty of reason to cheer. We are joined by the one and only the incredible Robin Frederick. Yeah! It's funny, Robin and I have known each other for probably 15 or more years now, and we've worked yeah. together a lot, and uh, this is where we spend all of our time catching up, is getting ready for Taxi TV. Yes,
1: I know, it's the only time we have to sit and talk. Yeah, it's been great. It's good
0: to see you. Good yeah, likewise, you. and we don't have to wear
1: these. No, don't. <laughs> I don't even have one around here. Yeah.
0: Uh, I've always got like three of them wherever I go. I've got them on the floor of my car, the you know passenger seat, everywhere. So anyway, Robin, welcome back. Great to have you here. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Robin is the author of Shortcuts to Hit Songwriting, which became a classic almost instantly, and Songwriting for Film and TV, or Shortcuts to Songwriting for Film and TV. Um, And I've got to say, I'm amazed. Robin and I were just talking about this, that... It's the only book on the market that talks about writing songs for film and television, and it does such a great job of it. And so many people, uh, I should say so many people don't buy it. That sounds bad. So many so many more people bought the first book and loved it and gave it great ratings. Second book got great ratings. Just people think, well, if I'm a songwriter, I don't really need to know anything else about writing for film and television, but really they do. And one of the things they really need to know about is Universal Lyrics. And I'm going to say something that I hope doesn't offend anybody uh, today. But the batch of songs that we got for today's show, and Liz put them together, she, um, just like the first 10 people, they follow the protocols of give us a link where we can listen, stream it, and then download it. Those are the songs that make it onto the playlist. So there was no like, you know, selecting them or anything. And I was quite astonished when I listened to him going, did these people not read what the goal was today to do universal lyrics? And Robin reacted pretty strongly when she heard it and said, wow. But we both kind of fell on the same idea that, you know, sometimes it takes stuff that's so not right to show what wrong Take something so wrong to show what right is. There we go. Yeah,
1: yeah. I will often use an example of a song that's not a universal lyric, even a hit song that's not universal, to show you what universal lyrics are. They're not this, they're that. And universal lyrics aren't something that we do every day. A lot of writers who come into Taxi, a lot of writers that I work with, they have never written a universal lyric or thought about it. It's still an unusual idea. And as we go through the songs today, I'm going to try to share... Um, I some information, educational information, so that people who haven't run across universal lyrics before um, can under, begin to understand what they could do in their own songs if they wanted to turn that into a universal lyric. Um, so you'll get a lot out of this today, even though I'm giving individual song feedback, I'm gonna try to say stuff that'll help everybody.
0: Um, it's funny, I, I, I talk to a lot of musicians in my daily life, I think that people confuse the word universal with, everybody in the universe will love it. They really do. They don't understand that what it means is general and not overly descriptive and usable in many different scenarios. And as you so eloquently said early in our relationship, at least on this subject, you once said... um, don't look for the details. Look for the heart of the emotion that's underlying. That's oh, what yeah. the that's where the universality is. And you were yeah. so right about that.
1: Yes, we got a couple of songs where I'll really show you how to do that today. Um, yeah, people do. They mistake the word "universal" lyrics for meaning to mean a a lyric that appeals to everyone. And of course, you can't write a lyric that appeals to everyone. If you try to do that, <laughs> you're going to write a, a, a lyric that appeals to no one because it's going to be generic. It's going to be cliche. It's going to be safe and lyrics should not be safe lyrics should express what you feel in ways that are um that that take a risk i mean you should definitely take risks with your songs or you'll get bored and if you're going to write if you think that writing generic lyrics is is what you want to do um i think you'll get bored pretty fast so uh they're not generic they are honest they are authentic and they are risky to write
0: I think the word feel is the most important thing you just said in that last paragraph because you always come back to it. It's, it's feelings, emotions are the, the, the universal thread we all have. We all yeah, know. Yeah, we all
1: have emotions. We all right. feel the same things. Yeah, yeah. No matter what language you speak, you feel the same emotions. Emotions are, generally, are, are, are genuinely universal. And yeah. that's why they're called universal lyrics. I think, no one else says that, but it's what I think, is that that's why they're called universal, is because they're about emotions. Yeah. So How do you write about emotions? That's the trick of it.
0: Yep. How did you make me feel? All right, well, let's listen to the first one here. And this is called Together We'll Work It Out. Just give me a little wave when you've heard enough. Robin's got the lyric sheets with her. I'm gonna let you guys, we'll probably listen to like a verse and a chorus. And then, mm-hmm. and then have Robin dive in. Yeah, right? and
1: I have the full lyric in front of me, so I,
0: I've seen the full lyric. All right, this is Together We'll Work It Out by Matthew James White.
2: We're watching this past With our feet on the grass Sipping on ever-
1: this is a good lyric that it's got a catchy melody also i mean i really enjoyed it got a good groove in it um with a nice release into the chorus together we'll work it all out it's a good hook that gets the emotion of that phrase across together together it's a big jump and it feels upbeat together we'll work it all out it's got hope in it it's got a good feeling in it together we'll work it all out so i think that this lyric um has a lot of uh uh, potential for being a good universal lyric Um, What we're talking about in that first verse sounds like it's metaphorical, which is good. When you're talking about emotions, we use a lot of this feels like as if we're watching this pass with our feet on the grass. That's the opening line. And I'm not taking that literally like we're watching something pass with our feet on the grass. I'm saying this is some people standing on their, you know, kind of standing where they belong, where they where they live, and they're watching the world go by kind of thing. So it's a little more metaphorical. Sipping on tea, singing ooey. It's just a feel-good kind of uh, get-together between people. Um, and taking it slow as the storm is approaching. The storm is meta- a metaphor for dark times, tough times. So this is working in a, in a universal lyric way. Um, over land, over sea. I guess the song is talking about a kind of world view of everything, that's yeah. how we're looking at it. Um, together we'll work it out. If we work together as a human race or work together as a couple, instead of rumbling in the mud, see the love on our faces, not quite sure that that's the strongest line that could be in that in that place, in the second line of the chorus. Hey, together we'll work it all out. Because this is all we know and it's our home the line that threw me here a little bit was the payoff line Mm. so the payoff line of the chorus is really really important because it's the line that sums up what your songs about and I think this is trying to do that if indeed that's what we're talking about here is that all you know the planet is our home or this town our community is our home but we haven't mentioned anything like home yet so i'd like to see maybe in the second line of that chorus maybe that's where that goes hey together we'll work it all out we'll work it all out we'll make this place where we all live that we all share um you know a a better place to be something so that when we get to because this is and it's our, our home we need to know a little bit more about it could be world it could be community it could be our home you and i it could be any of those things, but I I think that the listener is going to need a little bit more of a, um, you know, a little more hint about uh, what ho- that home is coming, and that because it kind of comes out of the blue, and you don't want your payoff line to do that. Um, together we'll work it all out is the other way that you could do a payoff to this chorus. Hey, together we'll work it out. You and me and everybody together we'll work it all out. Loud, if you wanted to do that option, I think it would make it. Clearer what your payoff line and what the emotion at the heart of the song is. This is our home, we have to make it a better place. But it's we're just not quite saying enough so that the listener can go, Oh, I see what you mean. This is our home, yeah. Okay, so I think that Uh, would turn this into a universal lyric.
0: I've got to say, the production and arrangement help buoy that point a little bit just because it's very inviting. You know, they're gang vocals, but not a massive gang vocal that other groups, uh, I can't, like Fun, I think, you know, the band Fun did that and some others. Um, But it added to the the feeling of universality because everybody's singing it together you know
1: yeah yeah it underscores what he's talking about here and that's yeah. really good it's a good song for a gang vocal because yeah. if it really lends itself together we'll work it all out so i think even as it stands just a little bit of tweaking this would work well in a commercial because it's our home you know mm-hmm. it's a nice way to end a commercial and you've looked at everybody at the end it's the camera pulls out, you see the whole world because it's our home. It would work really well. So I would just take a look of the one line instead of rumbling in the mud, see the love on our faces. It just seems to come out of the blue a little bit. And that's where you could probably put in a line about community or us all together where we live. That might be a good place to put that, hey, together we'll work it out. Because this is all, this, what is this? What are we talking about? Because this is our home. And I don't want to make it so specific that it's, you know, just our house. But right. uh, you can talk about that in the second line, that place where we all live. Um, and, and that'll you've, work.
0: You've got x-ray vision. I, I know I say this every single time I have you on the show or I watch you on stage at the road rally. But you were born with a gift. You see so quickly how things should be. that It's quite miraculous. Anyway.
1: I think listeners do too, you know? I I. Thank you very much for saying that. And I think listeners do, they just can't uh, verbalize it. And it's the trick of being able to verbalize it that only makes a difference because listeners would also have that same reaction I did. The question is, why did you have that reaction? So and you can do that on each other's songs. I mean, I'm running workshops where people critique each other's songs because it's the best way to learn what you don't wanna do in your own songs. I learned that off of being a taxi screener is getting but feedback any, is the best way to learn how to, what you do want to do.
0: And it's funny how effortless it is for people to give feedback on somebody else's music, but when they look yes. at their own, they're incapable of seeing it in the same way.
1: But that's true. That's exactly yeah. true. And and that's because you are so close to it. You do know too much about yourself and your feelings and you and, and how you feel about your song. It really is very difficult to um, critique yourself. That's why having a, a sounding board like a taxi screener or like a workshop with your friends or, or my students or whatever, when you have a workshop like that, where you have peer-to-peer feedback, other people can see it more easily i can't see i can't see my own songs the way i see other people's songs i have to take them to Brook ferry and have her do it
0: that's funny (laughs) you
1: know yeah
0: all right uh this one's called give it all you got it's by david nicastro
2: church pew thoughts rolling in my head about what dad had done and some things he said wasn't till i got up
3: to give the eulogy i decided to share
2: those things that he taught me as i One moment at a time Into its fullest every day You'll know when you find the one Cause she'll take your breath away There ain't nothing wrong with crying And put aside some time to pray When it's time to make your stand Take your best shot Give it all you got Good, okay Let's
1: talk about this one Okay, and then the song goes on. I'm I'm looking at the lyrics here, folks. Um, the song goes on to say it was nice to be with friends and namesakes at this in the church at this uh, the funeral, um, and uh, the bridge. Sometimes when I feel that I can't go on, I remember those words my daddy said, um, and my doubt is gone. So this is a life event. This is a funeral. It's very specifically a funeral. It's described while sitting in a church pew, thoughts rolling in my head. So to run a mental movie in the listener's head, which uh, country music really likes to do. And uh, there's certainly pop songs that do that as well on the radio, because there's no other visual to, to, to take up the listener's mental space. So you run a mental movie for the listener while the music is playing, you, you're really painting this picture for them. And it gets people really engaged in your song. But for film and television, for a universal lyric, this has um, more story detail than you can put in it. Because um, if the uh, if, if the scene is not taking place at a funeral, and the song is saying while well, sitting in a church pew, if it's not even taking place at a church, they really can't use it. The other thing about you doing so much uh, physical story detail in a song is that, um, I've talked to a few music supervisors about this, and they all say the same thing. When listeners hear a song that tells the story of the scene, they pull back, they pull away from it. They they go, oh, wait a minute. That's a story I'm watching. That's a story in the song. Oh, that's, you know, and they're- they've It's cheesy. Out of. It, that's the, eventually, yes, that's what you <laughs> <few> get to. <laughs> there, yeah.
0: There's an expression that music supervisors use, which is, it's too on the nose.
1: It's too on the nose. And that's a term of art and it means the song is too similar to what's going on in the scene it will make the audience aware that they are watching a scene and they'll pull out of it they'll lose that kind of engagement with the scene that of course they desperately want viewers to have and so that will destroy that connection between the viewer and the scene Um, nobody knows why that happens but it does happen So uh, we can't use songs that have either the story of the scene, two on the nose, or uh, has a story that isn't what the scene is showing because then the audience goes, well, wait a minute, why the guy saying they're sitting in a church pew? So (laughs) that's an issue for country writers in particular because um, they do such a great job of running those mental movies. um, In songs with a lot of story detail, one of my favorite songs, um, I Drive Your Truck, which is a magnificent example of this type of writing where you're running the mental movie, they literally put you in the cab of the truck with the 89 cents in the ashtray and the half empty bottle of Gatorade rolling on the floorboards. You hear it, you see it, you're in the cab, but you can't put that with a scene. There's no way you can do that. But even country is doing more um, uh, universal lyric songs than they used to. So for example, the breakout single for uh, Devin Dawson called All On Me, is a universal lyric. You know, if you're angry, you can count. If you, when you fall, you can fall on me. When you're, uh, when things don't add up, you can count on me. It's all metaphorical. It's all talking about how much I love you by telling you what you can do, I'll do for you, and that's one great way of getting emotion into your song without telling a story. This song has a lot of emotion in it, but it's it's telling a story to go with that emotion and it's conveying the emotion through the story. So what we don't want to do in Universal Lyric.
0: Oh, no, we've lost her. I will find her. Have no fear. Let me call her. We, we lost you. Um, I'm looking at a red question mark where you were sitting. Um, try rejoining. But it's frozen. Yeah, I'll get out and get back in again because I see you. Okay. So
2: gotcha.
0: Wow, I see Hoot Gibson in the chat room. Hi Hoot. <laughs> so it's to join the I'm not in. Interesting. All right. Let me Yeah. Scratch, it's not me in. All right, yeah, you should just be able to, like, reclick the original link. Yeah. I know in the past when we've had... P- well, that'll, o- that'll open my default. Oh. My default. Oh, you have to paste it. I gotcha. Okay, so, yeah. so I have to switch over to Chrome, which I just did it again, and now I should get in. They're waiting to join the
1: conversation.
0: It's not letting me in. Um... Can you see what the last four digits of your link are? Are they eight zero eight zero one five? Eight zero one five. Yes. Interesting. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a whole new link. I'm gonna disconnect from this one. Send you a whole new link. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna keep the phone on for now. Hang in there, folks. We've gotten really good at solving these problems lately. Fortunately, we have the problems. Okay, window, rendezvous dashboard, start session, new link heading your way. I'm ready. I'm gonna a quick speed test
1: while I wait for the link. Like, everything's okay, okay. That was the speed test, all right. I got your link, I'll have to copy
0: it, just put it in the phone. See, you guys are getting the behind the scenes tour today. Yep.
2: Okay. There you are.
0: Yay. All right, right, I'm getting out of that window, closing my mail so we don't hear any ding-dings or ding-dongs.
1: I'll do the same.
0: And hanging up the phone. I want to make sure everybody noticed how cool, calm, and collected we were through that meltdown.
1: (laughs) Well, you were. (laughs) That's amazing. I wouldn't have been that cool, calm, and collected.
0: Oh, I've had it fail so many times. Now it's old hat.
1: (laughs) Oh.
2: That always drives me nuts.
0: I know. Me too.
1: All right. So we were just finishing. Are we on? Yeah.
0: Good. Yeah, we're good. Uh, Back in the days when we were kids and we would look at Dick Tracy, looking at his watch and talking (laughs) to the chief. And we thought that like, we'll never see that in our lifetimes. Now we've (laughs) got it. It just doesn't work all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We should have known. Okay, I think I actually had wrapped up everything I had to say about Give It All You Got and country music
0: and universal lyrics. All right. (laughs) This one is called Something Else Happens Instead. It's by Alan Frischer. More country.
3: From a poker game Thinking about the way I played I guess it's just not enough To have an ace-king high flush When someone else's head is already made It's like finding the house Or the truck of the girl You've been dreaming of for all of your life But the house is for clothes The truck doesn't run And the girl's That's a funny. bodybuilder's wife <laughs> That's great! This is great! No matter how much you try, is there a dark cloud hanging over my head? Just when I think I got it all figured out. Something else happens in sea. <laughs> really Something cute. else happens in the That's instead.
0: really cute. I'm seeing better yeah. red
1: light <laughs> <inside>. Really good. <laughs> really cute. Very, very cute, Alan. Um You know, obviously, you know, considering what I've just said and Michael and I've been talking about. um, So there's a lot of storyline in that verse. But take a look at your chorus going forward. I'm not suggesting you change this one because it's really clever. It's really good. and It's well recorded. Um, But if you had a chorus that was just I'm looking at the lyrics here. I can't explain. There's no guarantees. The universe has its ways of keeping me on my knees. I can't catch a break no matter how hard I try. Dark cloud hanging over my head. Just when I think I got all figured out, yeah, something else happens instead. It's, that's universal actually, um, because it's just talking about how I feel. The man, I'm being kept down by the whole universe. So you could see somebody rocking down the street in Nashville, it would probably be used in a a TV show that had a location um, that would be appropriate for country music, and maybe walking down the street in Memphis or something, and this guy's life is just falling apart, and this gets played in the background it's possible that it could be used that way. The problem is that we can't uh, pitch a song, you really can't pitch a song to a music supervisor that only has one section that works, right, Michael? Um,
0: Yes, although people will argue that point with us because they'll hear a song that they know and, and it'll be used because it's got that one section. So yes, there are times, there are exceptions to every rule. So there are times where you'll hear stuff that doesn't have a universal lyric. There are times that you'll hear a section of a song that is universal that's pulled out of a complete song. But here's my Lasco's rules on Lasco's rule of thumb on universal lyrics for submitting music libraries actually care more about universal lyrics than music supervisors do. And that's because Mm -hmm. the library wants as many opportunities to pitch your music as they can possibly have. So, but if a a supervisor knows a song or hears a song and hears a section that will work in a scene, they can make that decision in, in that moment because all they need is that segment for that moment. Or that scene. But you
1: have to get the su- the music supervisor to hear that section. So when your operative word, when you said, uh, you sometimes you'll hear a section from a song that you know. Yeah. Used. Yeah, it's a song that you know, and it's a song the music supervisor knows because it's their favorite artist, or it's one of their favorite artists, and they will go to bat for that song. And they'll find a section that works because they want to use that artist that they like so much. So you need to also convince the music supervisor to like you as an artist, to like your songs as an artist. Because that music soup is going to then take that song and play it for the director or the showrunner. And they're going to play it from the top. They're not just going to play that section. And that's the other thing. You have to give the music supervisor a good song to play to convince the showrunner to use that song. So there's a lot that goes on. Even though they may end up only using 30 seconds of a song when someone would say to me oh but they're only going to use 30 seconds and my bridge is really good right um, you go they'll never get to your bridge they'll never hear it but a lewis exactly capaldi song right. they know it from the radio they love it i remember uh andy andy gowan saying on uh how i met your mother he took he spent a year trying to get a song into that show that he loved uh by an artist named keegan dewitt and I heard it, and I said, "Oh, I love that song." He said, "Oh man, I took it. I kept pitching it and pitching it because I love that song." Music supervisors will really go to bat for you if they love your song, if they really love you as an artist, or they love that song, they will but
0: push it. But only when it's appropriate to push. Let's not sure. lead yeah. anybody down. You know, oh no, you just froze again. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, you're okay now. You're back.
1: Oh good.
0: Okay. Um, how were? What were your speed test numbers? I'm curious.
1: Good. They're yeah. Good. They were up at a hundred. Yeah, I got a wow. Uh, yeah, I get 100 uh, down and, and uh, 25 up. So we should be okay. Yeah, and up. I have everything closed. I have, I have yeah,
0: and, closed. and up is the operative number for this kind of stuff, and 25 yeah. is healthy. You know, there used to be a time when a pickup line wasn't like, you know, what's your bandwidth, baby? But I think that we've gotten there now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh is that a pickup line we just used oh dear um well yes you're, but you're right you can't video yeah, date if
0: you can't video date if your bandwidth sucks
1: <laughs> right that's, that's a pickup line yeah. yeah um so you're right if i didn't mean to imply that he, he was trying to get it in where it didn't belong but where he thought it belonged was uh, the director the show the showrunner were not going there and he but he finally did get it in and um and he was a beautiful song and he was really really proud of it So you do want to touch the emotions of a music supervisor with your song as well. It does have to fit. It has to fit. It has to work. But at the same time, if your song is a kind of a, you know, just sort of okay, but there's another song that fits that's moving that music supervisor emotionally, they're going to take that song in.
0: I can't wait. I was telling Robin before we started today's show that I spent about eight or nine hours on Saturday remember um mary ramos uh quentin tarantino's music supervisor and she does a lot of other important stuff beyond what she does for quentin uh she's our keynote at the road rally uh on friday morning november 5th at 9 a.m so don't miss that anyway i was doing a lot of research on saturday in order to write the questions to ask her for the interview I had such a good time doing that research, watching all these scenes that she did with Quentin, watching scenes that she did in other movies. Then I went back and read probably no less than 15 or 20 interviews that other people had done with her and looked for the the most impactful stuff in those interviews, then went and watched those scenes. So I really feel like I know her, and she and I have been emailing back and forth, and this week we're going to Zoom together because we've never, actually, I shouldn't say we've never met face-to-face. She was on a road rally panel 23 years ago before she was kind of famous when she was a music coordinator but we haven't talked to each other in a long time anyway all I can tell you guys is don't miss that interview it's going to be really good and I am going to ask her that question Mary if you absolutely fall in love with the song will you try and get it in a film even if there's something that's more right
1: Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah. It has to yeah. That's a good... She'll she'll tell you she has to put the right song in there. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know. Yeah. It's a setup. But, uh, you can
1: find both of those together. A yeah. song is right, and you love it. That music supervisor is going to fight for you. Yeah. And that's what you want. Ultimately, and that's what you want.
0: That's going to be her answer. I knew when I was writing the question, I was sitting there at the kitchen table smiling, going, I know how she's going to answer this.
1: Oh, good.
0: You've got to have both. All right. Um, this one is... Called Send Down One Angel, not two, because that would be one too many. Send Down One Angel, and this is by Bruce Schism.
3: I'm weary, chilled to the bone day seems to go on and on i'm weary chilled to the bone but i believe to my soul the day will come i will never grow old i believe an angel Oh send me down One angel I need Beautiful I'll be ready When you call My suitcase packed, Sunday best and all I'll be ready When you call But I wonder How long will I stay here, tend my own, and I wonder.
1: Beautiful. Really beautiful. Now I'm assuming I see down, oh, it's a repeat of the chorus. I get it. Okay, good. Yeah, that's really, really nice, really nice. That beautiful section, send down an angel, send down an angel, send down an angel, I'm in need. That really is all you need. This is a universal lyric. Uh, the expression of an emo- the emotion of desperation or need or despair is a very useful um, uh, emotion to be, pit- to be writing a song about for film and TV. There, I've seen them used. Um, uh, I'm thinking of Dark Hotel by KS Rhodes, which was used in an NCIS episode. And in it, he ends up saying, you know, send me down uh, a little hope, just a little hope. I need a little hope. Very similar in some ways to this and very, very effective. They used about five minutes of that song in that scene. Um, this is beautiful. So the whole thing, the whole verse and, and, right, and pre-chorus right up to the send down an angel is all universal. Um, I, would, I see that there's a second half to that chorus. I'll be ready when you call, suitcase packed, Sunday best and all, I'll be ready when you call. I would suggest you might consider I can't tell, if, I think that's the next verse. I actually think that might be the next verse. I'm not sure if that's part of the chorus or that's the next verse. I think the chorus is just, "I uh, send down an angel, send down an angel, send down an angel, I'm in need. And that's a brilliant universal chorus because it stands alone. It says what the feeling is the singer feels. You don't need the verse to understand it. So the verse might play underneath the scene and then up comes that beautiful chorus. Um, that, that would work gorgeous uh, in in film and TV. And notice how simple that chorus is. That's a, a great, that's a hallmark of good film and television are some of these simpler refrain style choruses yep. that don't get in the way. They just sum up the emotion and they really effectively put it across. Yeah.
0: I think that's a, a classic, not just the whole song, but from the film and TV perspective, yeah. it's eminently usable. I think um, so
1: too. Yeah. I, my one suggestion on this, if you want to, if, if you're still working on it, Bruce, Um, is to vary one line of that chorus. So, send down an angel, send down an angel. Uh, Can you spare some salvation? I'm in need. So just vary that third line, that third time repeat might be more effective if you added just a little bit more of uh, what the singer needs. Um, Send down a little hope, I'm in need. Give me a little hope. What is it that he wants that angel? What is the emotion that he needs from that angel? Um, that might work really nicely in that third line, but other than that, I love the bluesy feel of it. I think yeah. that works really well because the music conveys the same emotion that the singer is feeling, which is late night despair and loneliness. And it's got that feel, that that sort of long lonesome blues sound. It's really nice. Well done, Bruce.
0: It's very uh, Willie Nelson esque. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's got the warmth and the desperation, and Mm -hmm. just all of it. Anyway, great song. All right, this one is called Pill, Powder, or Potion. My big radio voice, Potion. (laughs) Here we go. This is by Jim Valandra. (laughs)
3: skinny jeans i didn't see you mixing it.
1: i'm glad you let that line play you don't look like a pharmacy but those glaring good looks the script that's getting to me you're the doctor and remedy the concoction of love that all i need okay so this has got an extended um metaphor in it of of the pill potion uh slip something into my drink magic formula um uh it it's got an extended metaphor that goes through the whole thing now words For film and TV, it's really important for Universal Lyrics to understand the associations that listeners have with words, right? So the associations we have with pharmacy, pill, powder, or potion, um, um, formula, um, residue, those associations are probably, they're fun, they're cute, they're upbeat, but they don't evoke what you want, I guess, would want from the listener. So it's clever, but it's a left brain kind of clever. It's it's um, rather than, you know, the kind of smart emotions. It's smart thinking and we don't want listeners thinking in film and TV. We want them feeling so it's not that we dumb down our lyrics. This is very clever and it's not that we want to dumb down stuff, but it's that if you get people thinking they're not feeling. They're thinking about it they're going oh pill powder or potion what's he talking about that hit me with his emotion whatever spell you cast on me there's a there's a there's the kind of doctor pharmacy stuff that's going on and then there's the magic and spell which is a different set of associations and there aren't a lot of those so you need to decide the magic and and spell have more emotional associations than pharmacy and um, a residue and pill, um, those those is remedy those we you can use them, but I think we're lacking the kind of emotional associations that you want in an upbeat fun song like this. Um, if it's to be used in film and television, I can't see a scene in which this could be used. Uh, can you?
0: I can, but I agree with everything you just said, just so you know. But the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, exception, exception, there's always an exception. Oh, sure. And people will see the one exception five years from now and go, well, I remember when Robin said a song like that couldn't work. No, it won't work most of the time. There are always exceptions. This could be used um, to be purposely on the nose to make a funny point. Mm -hmm. You know, something like Mm -hmm. that, when when there's some guy who's trying to slip a, a... you know, dose of fentanyl and some girls drink, and he ends up drinking it himself. Oh. You you could use a song like this just because the lyrics are so on the nose. It would make it even dumber and therefore possibly better. But that's about that's
1: the a good point. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it's about point.
0: the only way I would think it could get used.
1: Yeah. So I think that what you're saying, and and also what I've seen as well as you, is that. You don't want to what you want to do is lengthen the uh, is is shorten the odds, you know, make a better chance of you to get placements and get into a music library because the uses for a song like this are so narrow. uh, You're absolutely right about the one you just pictured that you're great at that, (laughs) that 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 exception is so unique then a music library won't take this in. And you'd be really, really lucky if you happen to hit a music supervisor who happens to be looking for this song. So unless you're an artist yourself, Jim, and you put this song up on YouTube, and people, it's going viral because people find it so funny, you might might net a music supervisor there who hears it and makes a note of it and then uses it in a scene at some point. But a music library, that's not gonna have enough placements. And don't you just don't want the odds to be that long. I mean, you you really want to write the kinds of songs that could get used and and you know, then keep this for your artist album and have fun with
0: it. The beauty of taxi as a music supervisor explained to me about 4 or 5 years ago. He said it was one of the soups that ran listings for an indie film and found a bunch of stuff. Maybe it's 3 years ago. whenever. He said I can't find stuff like this in libraries because they wouldn't sign it but your people will create it over the course of a weekend, and I can find it, and they're really good at what they do. So that's something that Taxi actually does kind of uniquely in the world. And I'm very proud of our members for stepping up and meeting those challenges and finding solutions, because that's what music supervision really is. It's solving a problem for the director or the showrunner. Well put. Yeah, I need need a song that's going to solve this problem that's going to elevate that mood or it's going to break somebody's heart or it's going to make the audience think of going to a dirt track race whatever you know
1: yeah with Weezer singing on the bandstand we need yeah. a song like Weezer <laughs> troublemaker. we need that absolutely you know you just said something Michael um and I think we have the time to talk about this um you just said something which is your people will create that over a weekend yeah. And I thought that was really uh, well put because I do talk to a lot of taxi members who say, I really want to make those deadlines, but I've only got three or four days and I take too long when I write. Uh, my song won't be ready in time. I miss the deadline, I can't make it. You asked me to do a rally prequel on writing faster and better. Yep. And I did, I did an hour, a solid hour with four time wasters you got to avoid and 10 ways to pick up your writing speed and write better songs because that is a goal of so many taxi writers, and it should be your goal if you want to make a career out of this you have to be able to turn a song around on a weekend and turn in something that's usable whether they choose it or not you've got to be able to do that and then you put it in your catalog if they don't choose it it's in your catalog and you can keep pitching it anyway even if they do choose it and you're built bulking up your catalog for more pitches at taxi You've got more things you can pitch. I love that idea. When you when you said let's do that,
2: uh, yeah. I was really excited about it.
0: It's I can't wait to. I got the tape from Robin. The tape. I got the digital video file from Robin last night. Uh, I'm so old school, uh, and I couldn't watch it because I was busy writing the questions for Mary Ramos. And I swore to myself I wouldn't let anything distract me, you know, until I finish those questions. So I'll probably watch it late tonight. But I'm very excited to see it. Um, also want to mention, Robin, this is really a me, you conversation, but these guys can listen in. I forgot to tell you before, uh, we have a taxi member that has all but locked a $100,000 commercial slot for a major project and was up against all the big players in the industry. Um, it pays up to 100000 Now that may be for, you know, major label artist. Maybe they'll pay half of that for an indie. All I know is I spoke to the person at the agency last week and he said, right now, your person is the in the, what do they call it, uh, pole position, meaning the number one slot. He said, that could change in a moment's notice. You know, it could be the, the VP of, of whatever the product is. That brand is having breakfast and his daughter goes, ew, dad, I don't like that song. You shouldn't put that in your commercial. It could fall apart. But he said, right now, she's beating out all the other submissions. So... Wow! Yeah, I, I hope, uh, yeah. No
1: matter what happens, I mean, I hope it happens. But no matter what, just to get to that point, yeah, just to get there, congratulations. Oh, I
0: just love getting nominated.
1: <laughs> <laughs> get your acceptance speech ready, do you? <laughs>
0: uh, I hope she gets it. Uh, she would be. She was one. She's one of those people. I know her pretty well. She would like be bouncing off walls, literally.
1: <laughs> oh, who wouldn't? I yeah. mean, I think probably everybody watching would be as well. Yeah.
0: Anyway, all right, this one uh, is called Hand Me Down Wedding Gown Blues. Cute title. Whoops, there we go. And it's by Heidi Owen, a regular of the Quarantinis.
2: They got married on a dime with a family feel Her borrowed dress had faded shades of blue when she looked back she didn't see herself more like a girl she'd need to help she was down on the floor holding her knees filled with guilt trips and apologies her eyes were swollen from the tears so alone with her fears never good enough but she kept trying me Down, letting down, blues. It was all or none, there's no denying. Hand me down, letting down, blues. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, again, we have quite a lot of story detail here. Um, a song of, about abuse. Is, um, is useful for film and TV, because there's certainly scenes, there are certainly um, uh, episodic television and films that deal with this issue. They're probably, although I really love that it's beautiful, the image of, of hand-me-down wedding gown blues, it was all or none, there's no denying on hand-me-down wedding gown blues. Um, uh, But is it, it's not really telling it's not conveying the kind of emotional expression that would work well underneath a scene. And the reference to wedding gown is going to fight, is going to conflict with any scene that doesn't have uh, probably a wedding near it or in it. And then it's-
0: And it's gotta be a hand-me-down because that's painted into the story already, the story and the lyric. This is a case, a really good example of a really cool song. There's something really kind of tender about it. And and I love the acoustic guitar part, by the way, if anybody cares. Um, And the simplicity of the whole thing. But this is a case of really great song that we can all love and appreciate. But it's the the lyric is just has too much um, story detail. Yeah, 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 that's the word I was looking for.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you know, now here's the thing, Heidi. If you and and for everybody, if you have a song like this. I wouldn't recommend changing it to try to make a universal lyric. It's too baked into the song as it is, and it would destroy the strength of the song. So I say, put this song aside. And if you want to write a song about this theme for film and television, then what you would write is a song in which uh, you'd, the, the, you'd say she feels small and tired. The fire is dying. The will to fight deserts her in the night. I mean, show us what she feels like when she's alone and broken down and she's by herself feeling what she's feeling because there's going to be a scene like that. So watch for a scene, I, and I recommend this for everybody, which is watch for a scene that you think could use a song, maybe it already has a song, um, and turn off the sound and write a song for that scene um, because that's the best way to do this, trying to write a song when you don't have a visual or an emotional idea of what to write for a common scene um, is really tough to do we're accustomed to putting in a lot of detail into our songs because that's what entertains listeners but it's not what viewers but what the TV producer and director want for their viewers they want a song that'll express the underlying emotion and make the listener the viewer feel more of it they're there to enhance a scene So if you pick a common scene and you write a song for that scene, you're in good shape for pitching your songs because libraries are gonna want a song that works for common scenes. A scene in which someone is alone and drained and feeling despair That's a common scene, and it's the kind of scene that uses an introverted, slow, ballad-like song uh, that could enhance that emotion in that scene. Think about the use, folks. Always think about the use. If you're gonna be pitching to film and TV, don't try to write a song for an established artist in the country field, because those two things are most likely going to conflict. Not always, but most likely. If you're gonna do it, then try to look for a lyric that is universal that a country artist could also sing. Um, Lady, Aunt, Lady A does this quite a lot. Um, uh, you, you'll hear artists who tend to do these universal songs uh, in country, but they, it's a difficult type of song to write. And I would just write it for film and TV if that's what you're gonna do, write it for the use. Think, keep the use in mind the whole time you're writing. How will this work? How will the viewer feel? Will this make the viewer feel more of what the characters in the scene are feeling?
0: I've got to say the whole time I was working on the research for the Mary Ramos interview and then spent eight or nine hours writing the actual questions and editing stuff out. I'm so blown away by her. The the overarching thought the entire weekend for me was, why didn't I book her for two hours? I've got her for an hour and 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. She's deep. She's really a pro. She's one of those people that just so effortlessly can explain the why of so much. And if you understand, yeah, when you understand the why. Right. So I'm I'm regretful. They can do a
1: job, but they can't tell you how they do it. They're doing it by uh, instinct. That's wonderful. Oh, yeah. That's definitely what I'm
0: so excited. Okay. Next one is called Brave, and it's by Kim Yang. Even the blue sky looks great today
2: I see that gloom coming my way I have been dragged into this darkness I let the gravity bring me down deep
1: The title I was interested um, because brave is an emotion. It's a state of mind, a state of heart, and a state of being. And it's a beautiful title. And of course, Sarah Bareilles has famously used it. But that's okay. You could call this brave, or if you don't want to be confused with Sarah Bareilles' very famous song, you could call it "Let Me Be Brave," which I like even better. Um, it's more original and it says more about what the song is mm-hmm. about. I agree. The opening verse is very universal. Uh, this is blue skies look great today. It's a very common metaphor, but it's used beautifully. I see that gloom headed my way, coming my way. I've been dragged into this darkness. I let the gravity bring me down deep. So it's a beautiful opening four lines that sets up the situation and the emotion, the emotional situation the singer is in. This is a great example of a good opening verse for a universal lyric. Um, the music supervisor who's listening to this gets in the mood, feels the mood, the lyric is going and enhancing that mood. It would work really well with the scene. The, the pre-chorus opens up a little bit brighter than I think it should, but it's okay. It's a little bit more uplifting. Suddenly the ground cracks open and, I, <laughs> and the melody goes up and then I drop into. So um, the black hole where you watch me fall, it's beautiful lyric. It felt like the melody went a little bit bright there, but I think you'd be okay. Um, It's interesting and it's really fresh. I really like it. The chorus is where I would look at this as far as a universal lyric. Um, uh, So let me be brave. Beautiful opening, that works really well. So let me be brave. Tell you it's not right. Now here's the problem with this. Um, I would rewrite this chorus lyrically. You could keep everything else the same. If you can re-record this vocal, I would do it. So let me be brave. Tell you it's not right. I won't say it again, I've made up my mind. This is all, this is the kind of information after the phrase, so let me be brave. The rest of that is the kind of information that belongs in a verse. In a universal lyric song, tell you it's not right. I've gotta tell you it's not right. Um, I won't say it again, I've made up my mind. So, you know, so, so let me be brave. Is the, is the heart of what she's saying to herself. So let me be brave. So what I would do is I would focus on that idea. So let me be brave. Let me put on my armor. Let me be brave. Let me stand without falling. Let me be brave. Just hammer on that idea of what it means to say to yourself, let me be brave. What does that mean? How do you give yourself the courage to be brave? Um, Yeah, how would you say it so that you yourself feel uplifted, like you might be able to make it? Um, No retreat, let me be brave, uh, stand without falling, no retreat, let me be brave. That would be all you'd need for a good universal lyric that would work really well with this emotion, and really well underneath the scene, because that's what the character in that scene needs to be telling themselves you speak for there are times when songs are used because they speak for the character let me be brave let me put on my armor let me uh stand without falling let me um be brave that's what that person has to tell themselves so that in the next verse they can say i'll tell you i've got to tell you it's not right i've made up my mind I, i will tell you that we're done this is over um and your second verse goes right there i've said yes to too many things people People telling me what I should do or you you watch me fall Uh, this changed to from an intimate one-to-one relationship to people so watch out for changing um, a situation like that because it really does change the situation from you watch me fall to people telling me what I should do that's a different situation so in a in a universal lyric watch your pronouns especially we we can cheat a little bit when we're talking about radio but here um if i'm saying you then it's you if it's people they it's Mm. they so that's what i would do i think this song is really worth working on uh kim i would definitely do it uh if you can replace that vocal if you've got the uh, instrumental track uh, i would definitely do that and then pitch to film and tv
0: you know, speaking of pronouns, and I don't mean this to be facetious at all, but as you said that, I thought today, with all the new pronouns that offend or don't apply, oh. <laughs> and I, I would go crazy as a songwriter not knowing if I'm doing the right thing or it might offend somebody. Don't
1: just make it me and you. I mean, right <laughs> I, most, let me say, thank you for bringing that up. Most universal <laughs> lyrics are I, and there's a really I, you, we, and there's a reason for that it's because nobody knows it feels the emotion like i do and so when i sing a song about emotion i am believed it sounds authentic as long mm. as i can make it authentic in the in the in the uh, lyrics it's i and you i feel this way of course i believe that when the listener hears you say she does this and we did have a couple right of it those. puts
0: her over there
1: Over there, how do I know what she feels? I can't get inside her heart. I could describe it, but I'm not as believable as I am when I say I. Then it's immediate. You're listening to the very person confess their emotions. It's exactly what you want. So for film and TV, think I, you, we, us. Those are your pronouns. Absolutely. You can go outside. you (laughs) will hear them. Absolutely, you'll hear them. But if you want to even up the odds, shorten those odds,
0: I use those same techniques when I'm writing marketing pieces. I, I go back and I look and say, did I talk to somebody over there or somebody that the reader's not going to relate to or feel it? No, I need mm-hmm. to talk to the reader. So I'm talking to you. You know, <laughs> it I, works. You
1: and me, we're having a yeah. conversation here, and people get so engaged with the singer that they really think they are living, you know, relating to, engaged with, participating in what the singer is feeling. And that's our goal. That's our absolute goal is to get the listener to participate and relate in what the singer is feeling. That's what you have to do. Underline that, folks, write that down.
0: Nobody's writing any lyrics about they and them.
1: (laughs) It's just not working. You hear them every once in a while, but very rarely.
0: Alright, this one is called Some of Us And it's by Rich Fire, I believe is how he pronounces his name F-Y-H-R, Rich Fire, Some of Us
3: If I could see Past all of this wondering Maybe I wouldn't be Betting on this one thing Or maybe I'd be Pointing both of my feet In the direction I feel My heart is beating But some of us are in assurance as. Some will always seem to know Where they're going they just turn and shake their heads at us. We keep doing the best we
1: can, yeah. Good. Good. Okay, this is a great example of what we were just talking about. Yep. How this changed from, if I don't know if you folks noticed it or not as you were listening, The verse, if I could see past, if I could, if I would, maybe I wouldn't be betting on this one thing. That's really an interesting opening two lines. Hmm. I got really interested in that right away. Maybe I wouldn't be betting on this one thing. What one thing? My dream, you know, my, my need to be more of myself. What is it? A challenge, this thing I've got to take on. It's a huge, great two lines to open that song. Or maybe I'd be po- or, or maybe I'd be pointing both of my feet in the direction I feel my heart is beating. Not sure that that's an or. I think that's an and. Um, and maybe I'd and maybe I'd point both my feet in the direction I want to go. I think that's what you mean to write in the verse. But then the chorus: Some of us, okay, us, I, us—that's a pronoun that includes me. Some who are are aren't as sure as some. And now we're with other people some who always know what they're where they're going they just turn and shake their heads at us we keep doing the best we can those other people they don't need to be there if what you're writing in your verse leads to the core idea of your chorus then what we need to be hearing is what the singer is feeling right now is he feeling like maybe i can't do this is that what it is is that why he's comparing himself to people who seem to have it easy who probably don't have it easy i mean that's a whole nother song that's a different song those other people who seem to know what they're doing. And this song, based on the first four lines um, and the final line of the chorus, which is a big key line, we keep doing the best we can. I think that's the title, the best we Mm -hmm. can or the best I can. I'm doing the best I can. Maybe I don't have my dream yet. Maybe I'm not there yet. Maybe you don't see where I'm going. But I'm telling you, I'm going there and I'm doing the best I can.
0: And that could be used in a million different types of scenes.
1: A million. Absolutely. Everybody
0: should go home tonight. Well, you're already home. Everybody, when we finish the show tonight, should sit down and try and write a song about doing the best I can or we can. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, don't steal anything, but uh, yeah, it's universal. Talk about a universal core idea. That's one. And just stick with it. I, I'm doing the best I can. Everybody would write a different song to that. It would, yeah. Not one of them would be the same.
0: Yep. S- some would be like <sighs> doing the best we can. Others would be doing the best we can, you know, like yeah. positive. If we keep doing
1: that, we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing the best I can, but I'm failing. I mean, that is another song. <laughs> That's a total other song. Actually, you know how that feels. Yeah. Everybody All knows right. How
0: that feels. I'm calling this one out right now before we hear the first note. Just on the title alone, it cannot possibly be a universal lyric. It is called <laughs> New York City Girl by Stu Newman. Let's have a listen. Oh, crap.
3: She's got a copper-colored sleeve with a diamond head Keeps it in a fish tank by her bed Little white mice are all it's fed She's a New York City girl Her clothes are black and her skin is pale Tops about a hundred on the bathroom scale is her tequila with a ginger
2: ale
3: She's a New York City girl Sha-la-la-la-la-la-la She's a New York City girl
1: Okay, I
2: think that was the
1: that mm-hmm. refrain line, the shalala was a refrain line. Yeah. And that got repeated, which was good. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just off the title, um, a, a music supervisor or a library is not gonna listen very long because um, if they do at all, because New York City Girl is is so not universal. You can <clears throat>
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to step on you there. But uh, And not only is that not universal, but the lyrics are so specific about yeah. telling this specific story. Because you could character. use New York City Girl. You could use, you know, sure. there are times when, when Soups will do something that's on the nose or juxtapose something you know or a song
1: like i love new york gets used in a new york documentary right i've got a i just got a song picked up for a smithsonian documentary called these ozark hills and it's it's in everything you put in about the ozarks says we got a song these ozark hills and nobody else has that so yes you can do it but there are a lot of songs that that um you know talk about how great new york is and so you could be competing but that's all issues.
0: they talk about yeah, this goes on is. to tell another story on top this of that, is a so it's got two. Song. Right, it's got two yeah, strikes. New York girl.
1: <laughs> um, New York girl. So she's a character, and they do use character songs, but those character songs would be like um, "Troublemaker" by Weezer. I've seen that used in the in the series Psych. Uh, "Troublemaker" and um, 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 "Heathens" by Twenty One Pilots is another one, and um, um, "Someone to You" by Banners. I want to be someone to you. And he talks about who he is, and I want to be that person to you. So you really get a sense of who the singer's character is. But this is about somebody else, is not the singer himself singing about himself as troublemaker is and and both of the other um, and um, someone to you. Both of those are first person. This is who I am. I want you to know who I am, and I'm proud of it. Um, but here, yeah, we're talking about a, another person, and we don't have any any emotional clue into her except she's certainly a unique character, but we also don't know what her relationship is to the singer at all. We don't have a relationship here. So emotionally, there's no way for the listener to get into the song. It's a fun song for you as an artist too. Um, it's cleverly written. I really like her snake that she keeps in the, uh, in the fish tank by her bed. Um, but it's, it won't work as a universal lyric or for film and television, but it would work on social media. Uh, you could put this up on, on YouTube and see if people discover it and enjoy it. It's, it's clever, it's cute, and it's interesting. She's an interesting character.
0: Yes, she is. Yeah, um, it's well written. All right. And we actually have only one more. So after we do this one, if you guys have any questions for Robin, we can spend the last 20 minutes of the show doing a little live Q&A. So this one is called Just Go Away. It's by Yolchi, or no, Yuchi, Yuchi Seki. Just Go Away.
1: break there um, with some vocals. Okay, so the idea the title is good. Um, it, it's just go away. I mean, there's just so many emotions that you can put behind that title. Um, the, the trick of writing songs that are angry Um, and you hear them they're out there uh uh, cold by chris stapleton is a good example of an angry song you you, when you broke my heart it shattered like a rock through a window you get this idea of how much the guy was hurt and so he has a reason of a viable reason to to be angry otherwise the listener just gets the idea that the guy is um unpleasant and you know not somebody you'd really like to hang out with for the rest of the song just go away um shine down has a great a uh, song called The Sound of Madness, in which he's really angry at some other guy for for whining. And and he says, Look at me, I've been through all this stuff and I've got every right to be angry. Who are you? And he's really angry at this other guy. And it's a wonderful lyric. That's again, that's Shine Down and that's uh, Sound of Madness. But here we don't have a reason for him to be angry. Uh, one line he says, Because you've been mean and truly unkind. So that's not enough for the listener to go oh you really are angry and every, you have every right to be angry so when you're writing a song like this if you want to do it for universal you you need to to give us the singer's anger and also give us the justification for it when you broke my heart it sh- you shattered it like a rock through a window and so i want you to go away go away go away it's a it's a it's not a an actual thing that happened it's a metaphor for an action that happened and in this song you'd probably want to put in a lot of action you know uh you left me you know beaten and bloody on the floor my heart you know ripped out and all kinds of you know you left me needing stitches whatever as long as it's metaphorical then when you get to i feel nothing for you i feel nothing for you don't come crawling back to me just go away um, I don't want to see your face, can't take it anymore, told you so many times before, just go away. Um, I would rewrite that, but I would take a look first at whether or not you want to take this song and move it more uh, towards, um, a, you know, with, uh, imagine Dragons does this so well. Um, let's say Pain, um, nat- The natural, natural, that's another one. Um, excuse me, believer. That's the one with the chorus that goes, "Pain, you made me a, you made me a believer." Um, and it's a both of those songs, that one and um, "Natural." You're a natural at being cold as, as steel. You're a natural. You really get a, his anger, and at the same time, you get a very clear picture of the kind of person he's angry at. And there are scenes with those kinds of people in them. You could put it in suits. You could put it in any one of those. You know. Dog eat dog kind of uh, uh, episodic television series, and there's tons of them where people are just shredding each other. Um, you could do that, but this one, um, I think we need more. We need to see more of what is the the anger between. What does this consist of? Why is, is this person angry? Emotionally, what has happened to him to cause him to feel this anger? Um, and that's how you would turn this into a universal lyric.
0: Uh, the idea itself is eminently usable. Just go yes. away. I mean, there yes. are a thousand scenes that you could use that in. A kid pissed off at his parents, a girlfriend pissed off at her boyfriend, a girl who's got a guy hitting on her in a bar, two lawyers mm-hmm. or business people going at it, you know, in a conference room. I mean, there are just so many places to use that idea, but yeah. you've got to stick with the, the universality of it.
1: Yes, Yes.
0: Well, let's do some Q&A. Are you up for doing some? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So uh, all I ask folks is if you have a question for Robin, type it. Type the word question at the beginning of uh, the sentence, I guess, for lack of a better way to describe the, yeah, just type the word question in all caps so I can see it easily. unpleasant sibling, Marion says. I I just started watching uh, Succession the other night. I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with it, although I hear it's a great series, but talk about unpleasant siblings. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Robin, Um, have have you watched Longmire? Oh, sure. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, There's so many great shows uh, out there that are using songs, and that's one place to go and you'll hear a whole range of songs because, you know, we've been talking about universal lyrics being a requirement. Um, but when you play, when you hear th- this is a requirement for underscore songs that are used as underscore and Longmire was great. That that series is great at using um, songs as underscore for scenes in which actually there was no dialogue. It's just the song playing and it's speaking for the character or it's setting the tone. That's I call that song score. Yeah. But there's another use, which is source music
0: background source source, yeah
1: yeah so the source music which is in the world of the characters and so the characters can hear it and it might be something playing on a car radio it might be a DJ at a nightclub it might be a uh, radio playing or a yoga class that plays soft music in the background it's used to add realism to a scene those songs they don't have to worry about universal lyrics and so you will hear songs there that have a person's name in them or um, talk about something very specific like just uh, The New York Girl. Um, That could be playing, say, if it were an EDM song. You might think about doing that as electronic dance music. Um, She sounds like that's probably what she listens to. That could be played in a a nightclub. A DJ could be playing that. And you'll hear, she may even have a name. And uh, that would still work for source music. The only problem with that is it limits your pitches to music libraries. Because as Michael mentioned really early on, When he said uh, music libraries want to have songs that have the maximum number of pitches, the maximum kinds of pitches that they can make. So if they get a song in there that they could pitch um, to a scene as underscore, but also pitch to a DJ playing it in a nightclub or something in the background, real new agey for a yoga class, they'll take that song because they're really interested in that. They could pitch that for song score and they could pitch that for source music. So they'd like to have both of those uses if they can get it. So for people who, do, who like to do electronic dance music, EDM or dance pop, which is a little bit busy for scene underscore, but can work, um, I tell them, I suggest to them that they're, if they're gonna write EDM, try for universal lyrics. Um, and you can see that in a song like Happier by Bastille, uh, which he did with Marshmello. I want you to be happier, I want you to be happier. Then sometimes I don't, I wanna say stay, but I want you to be happier. I mean, how many scenes are there where the guy is like walking down the beach thinking, I gotta let her go, but I can't, but I gotta let her go. Um, And you can see that in how that song could be used. It's a wonderful song, by the way, if you're interested in electro pop, or you're interested in electronic dance music, that song Happier uh, by Bastille with uh, um, Marshmallow is really good. No Sleep by Bon with Martin Garrix is another one. Um, And watching a singer songwriter like Dermot Kennedy as he moves towards uh, electronic dance music with a song like Paradise, but he's a singer songwriter, but he's putting beats underneath those songs that he's got like glory. Um, And he's very hot right now as an artist, but also he can pitch that song with the beat and he can also do a mix without the beat. And pitch that beautiful, those is beautiful singer songwriter songs that work so well for film and TV both ways. So he gets a radio hit with Paradise, and then he can take the beat out of it and pitch it um, as a lower, low key singer songwriter song. There's all kinds of stuff you can do these days.
0: Um, Got
1: some questions?
0: Yeah, I do. And I want to take this first one, and you can obviously elaborate on it, and then I'll go to a couple that are more up your uh, ballywick. I don't know if that was good phrasing. Yeah, okay. Um, Hoot Gibson asked, "What's more important to a supervisor: sound quality or lyrics?" Um, They don't put stuff in a movie or a TV show because, wow, listen to the sound quality. Let's put that in. They sometimes don't even put stuff in because of the lyrics so much as the overall emotion. The job of a song most of the time in film and television and commercials to some extent, um, and video games to some extent, is to bolster the underlying emotion. And when I was um, putting together my questions for the Mary Ramos interview at the Road Rally, She was talking about how she will go to great lengths when she's doing a background source thing that Robin just mentioned, a car radio, two people get in the car, uh, they put the top down, the young lady puts a scarf on her head, the guy's got on his cool Ray-Bans, and they're cruising up uh, PCH, you know, and they're just going off to enjoy the day and something's playing on the radio. Well, the obvious choice might be surf music because you're on PCH. That might be a little corny and too on the nose, but a lot of people would make that choice. The important thing to remember is what were they talking about right before they got in the car or where are they going in the car? What's the purpose of the trip? So she goes a step further and will take a song that's got a lyric, even though most people won't even notice it, they may feel it. Right. She'll put a lyric in there. Uh, for instance, uh, if so- I actually incorporated this in my question to her. If somebody's in a hurry to get somewhere, what kind of music do you put on the car radio? Well, something that's ed- edgy, something that's up-tempo, because you want to amplify the tight shoulders that person that's trying to get somewhere in a hurry. So to answer your question, the long way around, Hoot, is it's much more about that. Sound quality only matters if it doesn't sound good enough. You will hear songs that, like early Bob Dylan or somebody like that where the guitar still has the same strings it got from the factory and it was probably recorded right into the laptop mic. It sounds like dreck but in the context of that simple singer songwriter guitar vocal song it might be really appropriate so sound quality only comes into play when it's not good enough like in an orchestral piece beautiful singer songwriter thing um, anyway I hope that helps.
1: May I jump in with an example? Because I know Please. a really good one. Um, there's an example in the, in the film 21 where some MIT students are, off, are leaving for Las Vegas to play, uh, uh, to compute, to game the, the casinos with a computer, very early computer system. That They don't know yet that it's gonna be dangerous what they're doing. And they're in a bar across the street from MIT, and they're all having beers and saying goodbye, and they're all going to get on the plane the next day. And in the background, I noticed, is a song by Weezer called Hmm. Everybody Get Dangerous. And the the chorus of Everybody Get Dangerous is just that line over and over eight times. Hmm. And in between the dialogue at the bar, Everybody Get Dangerous comes up over and over and over. And you wouldn't notice it, it's in the background, but boy, do you feel it. It's there. And that was the first time I had ever heard a music supervisor put a a, uh, source music uh, uh, song in there that spoke to what was going on in the scene or just before it or just after it. It's absolutely what they're doing. Yes.
0: That's become one of my favorite parts of my job running Taxi is really... Getting to see there are decent music supervisors, there are good ones, and then there are great ones. And watching what the great ones do is such an education. And I wish I were a songwriter or a composer because I've learned so much. So even though I don't do those things, I can convey what I've learned to our members to help them think about it's it more, exciting. make them, it, it really is.
1: Learn that stuff. And when you see it, you go, oh, look what they're doing, look what they're doing. Um, and I've gotten a chance to tell a couple of music soups, I saw what you did and I really loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I called Frankie Pine the second to the last episode of Newsroom. She had one song that they edited and elongated to almost six and a half minutes. And it cut across like 17 edits and three storylines about three different characters. And every aspect of it worked. I was sitting there with goosebumps. And I have Frankie Pine's cell number, and I called and left her a voice uh, voice message saying, that was state-of-the-art music supervision right there. That's wonderful, because
1: most people won't see it. Most people won't notice it. How wonderful that you got to tell her. That's great. That is
2: great.
0: All right, another question that came in. We still have a little time. Yes, we do, five minutes. Is there any song theme that would never be usable in underscore that's a tough question
1: theme that would never be used. i don't know that there would no because the the limits of what could be put into a scene are the same as the limits of what a scene could be about and you know i mean uh hulu and hbo and showtime they're pushing the limits here so really there isn't the only limit is what they'll write scripts about now you can write about any emotion is there. Maybe there's, I would say if you're, if you're explicit, that's going to limit your uses. So you want to be cautious about that, cautious about slang that might get dated, cautious about, um, a situation, uh, that's politically, uh, current that might become dated. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there are things you don't write about. That's why writing about emotions is such a good thing because that never gets dated. All our emotions just don't ever change. But how we talk about them can become something that couldn't be used. Yeah. So they do say, uh, watch out for explicit language. Although they use it in movies, they don't use it in film and television, except on um, cable and where they do.
0: You guys know me well enough to know that I will not plug a product unless I really, truly believe that it will help you guys. I, I just. Don't And one of the products that I've always plugged is Master Writer and something Robin just said, Master Writer is software for songwriters. Um, it's really cheap and it's amazingly good. It was pretty darn good when it came out 15 years ago. It's gotten to the point now of being ridiculously good. One of the things it does is when you're looking for a new modern way to express a classic always felt emotion, you can look up commonly used phrases from today's vernacular. So you could take a word, plug it into, I'm trying to think of a a good example now, and I'm not going to be able to do it. Um, But you can take a word, plug it in, and then tell it to go find contemporary phrases that are part of the lexicon of everyday language today and, and put those in front of you. So now you've got that word in the context of today, and you're thinking as a very hip contemporary person using the word that expresses the emotion. It's a great tool. That's just one of like a hundred things it does. I I watched a video that they played at last year's road rally and they've done a slightly different version of it that's gonna be uh, played during this road rally if you really pay attention to the video, which only covers about 20 or 30% of what it does, you'll sit there and go, how did I ever write without that? Because your brain is only capable of remembering with the exception of Robin Frederick, by the way, I'm <laughs> always always blown away by the things you remember. It's like, dear God, lady, you know, <laughs> you remember everything. Uh, I mean, every artist, every song, every lyric, uh, how do you do that anyway? Uh, For most of us who are mortal, unlike Robin, uh, (laughs) I I cannot recommend Master Writer highly enough because it remembers and gives you a lot more options than you could ever come up with. It doesn't write the song for you. It just gives you more colors on your palette to write with. There you go. And I didn't get paid for saying that. Uh, Let's do one more question. we still got one more minute left, and I just saw one fly by that I wanted to take, so I'm going to scroll up. Marion Laird has her master writer open right now, cool. Um, is there, and this is from Stephen Elling, uh, question, is there an instance when just the emotion of the song is more important than the lyric?
1: Well, that's, uh, depending on what you mean by that, I have one thing to say, lyrics are extremely important. Uh, you have to be careful not, you, you know, you have to be careful that your lyrics, especially your hook, your title, anything that's repeated, that it it doesn't conflict with the scene and that it in fact enhances what's going on in the the emotion in the scene. That said, music and lyrics, music meaning chords and melody and and arrangement, musical arrangement, will trump lyric when it comes to emotional, getting the emotion, getting the listener to feel emotion every single time. Music tells the listener what to feel, the lyric tells, guides the listener into here's what here's what I the singer am uh, have to say about that and here's where I'm the singer I'm taking you I'm taking you further I'm taking you into a place that's more specific um, and and taking you deeper into it but if the music and the lyric are fighting if the music is upbeat and the lyric is very very serious and downbeat it's the music's gonna win so the it's the right from your intro your intro should say to the music supervisor, this is the mood I'm going for. The music will set the mood and the general emotional tone. The lyric will take you into more of the specific emotion and down into that moment, the, that moment of feeling. So yes, the lyric is extremely important and has to be right, but it's the music that's gonna set the emotional tone and maintain it. So when, when you listen to Randy Newman, who's, who's great at messing with this, Um, and you listen to a song like Sail Away, the the music is very upbeat and kind of Caribbean and islandish and really cool, and it's a song about slavery. And you don't realize that's what it's about until you listen to it, and then it's devastating. Sail Away by Randy Newman. He can get away with that, but a song like that cannot be used in film and television because the music will tell the, the audience to feel one thing, and the lyric will tell them another, and the music's gonna win. So you can't use that in, uh, in something, uh, a documentary about slavery, you can't. It will give the, the audience the wrong message. So again, it's the use, and when you get to that use, uh, when you're looking at film and TV, music and lyric have to support each other. It becomes this feedback loop, this emotional feedback loop, that intensifies the emotional response that you get from the viewer by putting lyrics and music together, working together. I don't know if that was what he meant.
0: I think it was. Uh, I'm gonna answer this one very quickly and then I'm gonna tell you about Robin's thing she's doing for the Road Rally. Um, Patrick Boland says, are lyrics in ads in TV lyrics for ads and TV commercials are they different than TV and films? Yes, they are. Uh, lyrics for and music in general for commercials is almost always emotionally uplifting. Going to have a great day, a new life. Everything is just wonderful. The lyrics are very simple and they are not busy in their delivery. they are not a lot of eighth notes lyrics. They're just big, bold ideas. I'm going to have a great day. Go check out the Highfields. Um, Oh, and there's another guy who I cannot remember. Who, who's the guy I had at the road rally also uh, years Tim ago? Myers.
2: Tim, Tim Myers.
0: Tim Myers. Check out Tim Myers and check out the Highfields, and you will learn an awful lot about what you need to do for um, TV commercials. They're pretty state of the art. So, uh, Robin, first of all, you were amazing today, as always. Like Thank I you. always say, and My I pleasure. don't, me- I don't mean to be so sappy about this, but I know you well. I mean, you know, we're good friends. We've known each other yeah. for a long time. We've worked together. I am still amazed every time I have you on the show. Uh, I'm going to start. You know, Deb falls asleep on the couch when I'm watching, when I'm binging shows a lot. I'm going to call you up because we don't live that far apart. You can come over. We'll eat popcorn together on the couch and we can talk (laughs) Talk about all the music because I look at my wife and I go, Deb, what kind of placement was that? She goes, (laughs) background source do i have to keep doing this <laughs> she goes along with it most of the time
1: <laughs> it's one of the nice things of being able to do this with you and with everybody who's here is that we all geek out on songwriting yeah. where else can you do this the road rally is the most amazing geek place for songwriters <laughs> ever it's like comic con for songwriters it really is I, it really is it really is it's the only one of its kind
0: Well, uh, I want everybody to come to the Comic Con uh, of Songwriters um, on Wednesday, uh, which is November 3rd from 3 to 4 p.m. Robin is doing Streamline Your Songwriting Process, uh, Streamlining Your Songwriting Process. She and I were talking about how it's a real problem with taxi members that... They've got a kernel of an idea, and they just don't know how they're going to turn this thing around in three or four days, but it's for a $100,000 commercial. I'd really like to take a shot at it. Well, Robin said, I can show them a lot of ways where they can get better, write better songs faster by jettison, jet, I can't say that word, by getting rid of a lot of crap in their lives. <laughs> Move everything else off the table and just look at your laptop and get busy and hold your guitar. Anyway, so I really look forward to that. Um, and you guys, thanks for showing up today, Robin. Thank you again. Um, next week at this time, we will be finishing up our first day of prequels. Uh, I am not going to do, just for those of you who give a damn, I'm not going to do a quarantini- Uh, Tuesday or Thursday this week because I've got to get my road rally questions done. Thank you all. See you Monday, 9 a.m., Brightener. Oh, the book, Shortcuts uh, to Songwriting for Film and TV. I swear to you, if you think that you can write for film and TV because you've read the other book, which is sitting on top of Robin's head at the moment, trust me when I tell you when you read this book, you'll go, oh, there's so much more I didn't know. And it's a whole different animal. Yes, it uses words, it it uses lyrics, it uses melody, but in different ways for different purposes. Buy that book. If you don't think it's worth every penny you paid for it, I'm the publisher, I will refund your money. Just don't rip any pages out before you send it back. All right, (laughs) with that, I bid you all a fond farewell. See you guys at the rally, bye-bye.